All right, welcome everyone to the Canadian Perspective. How's it going? Yeah, how's everybody doing out there in uh, Canada land? In the world, really. We got a lot of listeners all around. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Have like one person everywhere. Yeah, at least one person. I think those are VPNs, bud, though. Yeah, they probably are VPNs. <laughs> I highly doubt they're actually from those areas. <laughs> yeah. Why would someone from New York be listening into our podcast right now? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, we cover a lot of stuff, so we yeah. We do, actually. We do. We do so, quite a bit. So how was the news looking this week, Derek? How was the news looking? Well, I saw a lot of memeable stuff, some scary stuff. Um, just mostly bad stuff. I haven't seen any good stuff in the news recently. <laughs> mostly bad stuff, yes. Mostly bad stuff. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, right? The world's just a shitty place. It is a shitty place, but there are some good things in it, too. Some. some but, yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's, what's been going on in Cuba, man? And listen, all the conservatives are, like, talking about the protests now. So yeah, we got Cuba is protesting a little bit, just a tad, um, on both. <clears throat> and then we have, uh, what else we got? We got some other, like, we got some... Issues going on here in Manitoba. The problems going on here with the progressive conservatives. They want to make you pay a lot of money for your hydro bill yep. for no reason. And there's some stupid bullshit that happened in Tennessee with the medical staff. Like, it's really weird what they're doing uh, and vaccinations okay. in general. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, also, story wow. we missed last time was uh, Bill Cosby is free. It's free to go. Yeah. No, nope, 100%. There's some, uh, there's some contradicting uh, feelings I have about that one. I mean, yeah, that'll be spicy. We'll see how that works. Um, <laughs> the pudding pops, right? And what, there was some clip you wanted to watch about Nick Fuentes and CPAC? Yeah, I want to explain uh, who Nick Fuentes is a little bit. And I also want to um, talk about CPAC, which just recently happened which is basically the conservative uh, circle jerk in the uh, states. Okay, we got a lot of shit here. Um, I, we'll we just a lot of stuff to go through. Okay, well, well, we'll see how it goes, right? Usually the first yeah. story is the longest story, though. Usually the first yes. story is the longest story, because that's what everybody wants to hear, right? Well, the one that we want to talk about. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, right. like we're saying, the longest story, the one everybody wants to talk about, okay? Um, everyone's favorite tourist destination cuba that's right cuba cuba that's what it's Where there you for. get the cubanos you know hey shit you don't gotta worry all those workers at those resorts definitely unionized yeah 100 percent. i mean their whole wait do they have unions in communist countries that's actually something i'd be interested know. in to look into right because you would think like technically the revolution happened yeah they do yeah they do have um <clears throat> they do have unions interesting unions are like central and like left-wing philosophy though excuse socialism me? and shit this basic Would, um well unions are like central in like socialist countries right but you would socialism think, as a but whole. but i wasn't sure if post-revolution they would just say oh well we won the revolution so technically they're already working for workers rights therefore we don't have to unionize yeah we're, they, we're gonna ban unions say right that if you're working you're already in like the state union right right they might do Fair some enough. bullshit like that right but uh appears not and you can not. never, you can never like um, tell with these authoritarian ones because they'll do anything. They will do anything. They'll just do anything to keep power. Like that's the problem with uh, communism 
and like socialism on the world scale is a lot of the times the most famous ones at least that everybody talks about are authoritarian not the anarchist communists you know the homeboys don't like each other very much yeah the authoritarians and the the authoritarians call us fucking anarchities and we call them uh tankies and uh stalinists and that's really that's really the type of relationship we have leninists yeah we call we call them mean names yeah yeah but oh well that's how tankies fuck the tankies that's the left if you're a left-wing person huh oh no you continue with what you're saying no i i'm saying that if you're a left-wing person i give you full like i don't like to separate the left that much i don't think it's necessary i don't think it's a good thing for the left to be separated but i really don't think tankies should be um considered left wing even they're just authoritarian i mean yes uh i was what i was gonna say is as always everybody hates the left including the left um yeah yeah i wouldn't even call them the left they are leftists you can't they're authoritarian here yeah i'm well i'm sitting here i'm probably more of a uh, market socialist than anything else i like the idea of end point of like anarcho-communism that sounds pretty fun mm-hmm. um but i'm not 100 uh sold on that uh still so anarcho an- or not anarcho sorry so market socialist is probably the label i give myself um on top of that like a democratic socialist or a social democrat kind of like a sam cedar type person or bernie sanders type person i would also consider on the left and we have two very different kind of ideals that we're um trying to go towards you know um green on lots of the same principles but like a yeah we, we're like, both ideal like that's the problem side. we're like stuck in between social democracy and anarchism so it's kind of <laughs> what do you mean like you and i our ideological alignment is that um or at least it appears that we want to go for what's popular and what's most likely to happen like in our lifetime in our nation social democracy right we mm-hmm. agree with a lot of the shit um you know basically social smoothing. democracy or a market socialist thing well yes and then there's well there's that and then there's the anarchist side of it anarchist communism or anarchist cynicalism um which is like really far away if you look on the compass because we're talking that's like abolishment of capitalism and whatnot and like most hierarchies that's very far away from social democracy so we're like stuck in between those two points yeah i'd say uh, i actually don't even have a problem with the use of money and um not like inequality like monetary inequality like we have it now but like i'm fine with doctors getting paid more than like a janitor you know yeah i mean that's on how hard you work and how hard you uh work to get to the place you are you might deserve a different uh, like income than someone that didn't. I just think everybody should be allowed to uh, live, basically, regardless. I don't believe uh, homeless people and homeless people deserve it. So I believe homeless people deserve an income as well. I believe anybody does. Um, I believe in human rights and stuff like that. So that's basically it. As long as we give everybody human rights and ability to live and an ability not to exploit others. Yeah. That's the society that I'm fighting for. And I, I think you can get there with a market socialist society. Uh, yeah. But I also think that anarcho-communism is a fun idea. Yeah, I mean, if, if you take a quiz and you go through what's the best case scenario for humanity, 
I mean, we would end up with anarchist communism. Yeah, along those lines. But, you know, that's something that has to be popular and whatnot. But anyways, I mean, we were talking about it was, Cuba. That's kind of a sidetrack. Uh, we kind of got sidetracked. We kind of got on a sidetrack, yeah. We kind of got sidetracked just a little bit, but Cuba, anarchism. What do these things have in common? Nothing. Nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there's been some pretty massive protests against the government and then in return counter protests uh in support of the government which are just as big if not bigger than the ones against the government so um why are they protesting uh i mean i have a whole there's there's a few things okay um basically there's anger over uh, long lines and shortages of like food and medicines right there are repeated electricity outages mm -hmm. and some demanded a faster pace of vaccination against COVID-19 and uh, exacerbating all these problems. And one of the main causes of them is that the Cuba's economy has suffered pretty significantly recently uh, due to a number of, of mm -hmm. issues, mostly related to coronavirus. But, you know, um, and we'll discuss those. So like Cuba. Uh, as I mentioned when we first started talking about it, is uh, has relied on tourism recently for a lot of its revenue. And uh, mm. in fact, I went on a when I was much younger, I went on a vacation to Cuba. Um, it was very Listen, nice. I haven't left the country before, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, bro. It's, Might be middle class, but like, yeah, you've left the country. I still haven't bro. gone on a nice, fancy van, uh, vacation before. You've been to the United States. Let's go back to Cuba. Back to Cuba. Back on vacation. Um, like we were saying, tourism was was one of the main things. Of course, there's a massive pandemic, so nobody can go on vacation uh, to those mm -hmm. places. And they also relied on aid from Venezuela, which, uh, because Venezuela has taken a massive shit uh, due to hyperinflation and also the oil, um, the value of oil kicked the, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, their economy's not doing well, so not getting much aid. Uh, this year, Cuba attempted to combine, the country was using like two sources of currency, like two different currencies. I don't know how that works. Okay. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that works, but... Well, using... You can use two different currencies, like, that makes sense. Okay, well, yes, I just find it odd, you know. It's a bit odd, but, like... Usually um, you have to convert it. Usually you have to convert your currency before you can use it. What is it? El Salvador has Bitcoin and the USD as their uh, currency now, so... Oh, okay, well, shit. Okay, well, I guess I'm just a dumbass then, Derek. Thanks. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. <laughs> the, so these two currencies were combined in cuba and that actually led to a sharp increase in inflation so that's not good uh sugar uh, is a major export of cuba and this recent year's harvest uh wasn't very good so they can't export that well and due to all these reasons the government's reserves of foreign currency have been depleted so they can't really buy that many imported goods to supplement the shortages they're facing at home as they would normally do. Okay. So that's why people are starting to feel the squeeze. The population is. Yeah, so they're, they're getting, um, basically, basically getting starved out. Yeah, because of a combination of factors. Um, combination of factors, which we will go over in a second. 
and also I wanted to mention something interesting because this happened during Barack Obama's um, presidency. Uh, Cuba allowed like some small scale like private private businesses, you know, like sole proprietorship okay. type of like yeah, yeah, yeah. mom and pop shops, but they were like really tightly controlled. So I, th- I found that interesting, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> So unauthorized, so something to point out, these are massive protests, right? And there are also lots of videos of police brutality, as you know. The cops all around the world, they all like to beat the shit out of people in groups. Mm-hmm. So, of course, public gatherings are illegal in Cuba. Unauthorized public gatherings. That's why protests are so rare, and that's, maybe that's why this story has been picked up by media so much. I mean, the other reason being that media western media tends to echo the foreign policy positions of the governments that they're underneath so even though we covered many many stories uh, last year and the beginning of this year about like you know uh, colombia having massive protests and peru having massive protests and argentina having massive protests myanmar myanmar's insane protests um uh, Guatemala's insane protests, right? All these places. Right, Matt, these mass, all in, in South and Central America. And they were not nearly picked up as much as this whole Cuba situation, right? And so we got to say that there's definitely some... some uh, well, it wasn't... It was mostly um, conservative outlets. I think almost every conservative outlet that I kind of like look into and follow a little bit, they're the ones that are talking most... Uh, heavily on this uh the cuba protests and they're uh very much against the states right now uh the police brutality that's happening over there you know stuff like uh, ben shapiro uh tucker carlson um fox news all that stuff all those types of people right all the scum all the scum and then of course because they're talking about it left-wing media has to talk about it as well then uh they're also on the side of of fuck cuba and the government there and all that stuff. And it's just interesting to see because they don't cover any other protests around the world. Or on, on, they only do it really small degrees. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and it's, they chose this one. Why did they choose Cuba cover? Well, it's mask off. It's really a mask off moment. Like, we all know why. Because mm-hmm. they, like I was saying, they support the foreign policy of the governments that they're underneath. That's how it works. But like Cuba's social, the answer I was trying to fish from you is Cuba's a socialist country. These other countries are not. Yeah. So it fits their narrative to attack Cuba and this specific set of protests than it does to attack, like, let's say, a Myanmar or Colombia. That's correct. Yeah, because those places are are capitalist capitalist shitholes and that's what they wanted, right? Governments that the U.S. propped up. Right. Right? So... I, I just wanted to say that. Sick. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of <clears throat> frustrating. Um, but yeah, so what's going on? Yeah, these gatherings are illegal. That's why, partially, one of the reasons why the police are cracking down so heavily. And the m- internet monitoring site, NetBlock, said that access to WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, and Telegram have been restricted by the state... Um, telecommunications company Atexa that's the government's only telecommunications company so like I was saying like we've seen in like um, Colombia and in Myanmar and also India in the Kashmir region they're doing this whole Mm -hmm. whenever there's public uproar they like to shut down the internet and try and restrict uh, communication between the 
elements of the protest to stop them from being able to organize. Um, classic move, very classic move of authoritarian governments. Uh, Cuba being no different. Um, and, you know, the, like the response from the government has been um, basically they're the Cuba's government blames their hardships on U.S. sanctions that it calculates. They say it's cost them five point five billion dollars last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's true, actually. The United States sanctions, uh, basically embargo that they've had on Cuba since 1956, the Cuban Revolution, have, I mean, this is what happens to every single communist nation, right? All the Western nations that are capitalist <clears throat> take their turns. Um, actually, 1959, the Cuban Revolution that concluded in 1959. Yeah, they've had this insane embargo, and this is what they do to all of the socialist nations. Any self-declared socialist country, communist country, what happens is all of the Western world, or majority of them, usually spearheaded by the United States, uh, have a denial of resources to those countries. They refuse to trade with them eh, because... They don't want that, that form of economic system to uh, grow and take off and be prosperous. So they try and screw them over however they can. Um, in fact, <clears throat> I just saw a document recently. Um, this happened in 2019. Uh, the United Nations adopted a resolution that was calling for the end of the United States' horrible financial and commercial embargo on Cuba. In fact, 187 member states underline their support for this resolution and there was only three countries that said no and you want to guess what those countries were derek which ones you want to guess u.s canada and uk mm, well you got the u.s right i mean that was obvious but no what what's the other u.s's like closest fucking ally that they like to give them lots of weapons and money and israel that's right and then out of nowhere brazil also oh i guess brazil's kind of fashy you know right bolsonaro is kind of a scum 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 oh hey actually <laughs> talking about brazil hopefully we don't get off too far on this but brazil their um lula i forget his name first name but that's the leftist challenger to the right wing uh, leader of the country bolsonaro he actually the polls have him like way above bolsonaro like significantly above nice. and what type of lefty is he you know, like we've talked about him before. He's like a social democrat type of guy. Right, right, right. <clears throat> like kind of Bernie Sanders guy. And, and um, they're trying to get him on like corruption charges that were bogus. And then the court was like, no. Right, now I remember the story. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I am so bad with names and shit, bro. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. I do my best. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah, so... Yes. Then what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, so the UN resolution that... The right. The UN yeah. resolution, only three countries voted no, and two countries abstained. Colombia and Ukraine. Colombia is a very close ally of the United States, and Ukraine digs them too because... Um, uh, Why? Why does know? the Ukraine dig them? Because I think the United States has been supporting them against what they perceive as Russian imperialism, trying to force their... Uh, like there's like the whole issue of the Russian backed rebels trying to fight the government in Ukraine. That was a whole debacle. And the United States was supporting the, I think, the government. That's basically the, the scenario with that situation, right? So back to Cuba. Yeah. So basically what happens is the U.S. is sanctioning um, Cuba so hard that Cuba's uh, basically getting starved out. Um, starved <clears throat> as in their uh, re 
they don't have resources to survive. So basically, they aren't allowing medicine in. They're not allowing medical supplies, uh, certain types of food. They're not allowing um, imports, uh, or they're not allowing Cuba to import anything from the U.S., which is one of the biggest um, manufacturers around them, really. And then they wonder, they look at it, and they're like, oh, wow, Cuba's like going under. Cuba's government's doing such a poor job uh, looking after them. I mean, they're a socialist country, right? It must be the socialism. No, it's not the socialism. Now, granted, I don't like Cuba's uh, version of socialism. It's not great. It's authoritarian. I'm not authoritarian. I'm all for uh, mm. workers controlling the means of production is basically what I'm for. That's not quite how it works in Cuba. But the U.S. doesn't allow them to have any materials. And then they're like, whoa, bro, why aren't you doing anything over there? Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, we're going to shoot you in the kneecaps you know? and then say, hey, bro, why can't you run? Bro, why aren't you running this mile? Yeah. It's like, yeah, before a race, the United States pulls out a gun and shoots Cuba's, um, um, Cuba's uh, member in the race in the kneecaps, and then they run the race, and Cuba gets last because their fucking kneecaps are shattered. And then the United States is like, bro, and the whole community is like, bro, I can't believe Cuba came last. What the fuck? This is unbelievable. They suck. It's like, uh, hold yeah, on a exactly. second. Exactly. <laughs> like dude you're you're holding a smoking gun you shot me <laughs> it's so fucked up it's so fucked up man and everybody plays um, that game everybody plays that game they they look no, at i know and the the problem is that the media the media goes and they're just like wow look at cuba other uh, like or venezuela they're eating rats over there and all this shit and it's like first of all they're not second of all um they're doing that. They're doing so poorly economically over there because of the U.S. It's not because their own countries. It's because the outside world is isolating them off so they can't survive. So they can frame it as socialism bad. But in reality, it's capitalism fucking them over. It's America fucking them over. And the yeah. media just excludes that part. Yeah, of course. They just look at all the bad things that happen over there, and it must be socialism. They exclude the part, the U.S.'s involvement, America's involvement. It's in pretty it. ridiculous, and, and um, it's ridiculous. And like, conserv, like I don't want to say just conservatives because it's uh, both. Um, no, all conservatives, liberal all of them. And conservative media is all media. But like, you see Ben Shapiro, and he's talking about this and being like, "Oh, these the police brutality against these um." People fighting against socialism is disgusting and all this stuff. And it's like, first of all, why is the system failing? It's because of America. America is causing the system to fail and they're doing it on purpose. Uh, second of all, you didn't talk about police brutality otherwise. When the police brutalize left-wing people, he's like all for it. That's what you got to do. They deserve it. And then all of a sudden, these guys that are fighting against socialism are um, protesting against a socialist regime. Yeah, that's, now he talks about it. <clears throat> that's something that we... I don't necessarily... I mean, sorry, I don't necessarily disagree with the protests themselves. However, I just don't like how selective and how like convenient these uh, right-wing uh, pundits are choosing what they cover and the well, uh, facts that they give. I mean, I don't think it's surprising. I mean, they're, they... Yeah. It's not surprising, but it's so fucking misleading and it just destroys the basic um con like conversation they have no principles no one has the right facts right you know? now no one understands the actual situation that's happening and i think that's fucking disgusting yeah it is it is pretty fucked up um 
I mean, if and Canada, they're doing it on purpose, so. if if the same, yeah, that's something that we didn't mention is that the whole police brutality thing. Like, yeah, there's police in the streets in Cuba that are beating the shit out of protesters, and it's fucked up. But yeah, and then because United, they're not, it's not, they're not legally allowed to uh, gather, right? Right, but that's still that's a bullshit law. That's ridiculous, right? That shouldn't even be on the books. Yeah, that's but, fucked up. I uh, I agree with that hundred percent. Right, uh, but the president of the United States comes out and says, "Hey, you guys got to stop abusing these protesters in Cuba." It's like, bro, where the fuck were you? When, oh, I mean, he wasn't elected, but like the outcry, <laughs> oh, that's, that explains it. But the outcry over police brutality, where the fuck was like the main officials during the whole um, George Floyd massive protest? Like the police brutality was off the chain when it came to journalists and when it came to just regular protesters is ridiculous. So we watched journalists get shot directly with rubber bullets. Yeah. And, and pepper spray and on live television. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. National television. What the fuck? Yeah. It was pretty crazy. So I think that's, you know, that's kind of messed up, but, but you know, um, I don't know that, that just triggers me. I I'm sorry. It just, it's so dishonest and disgusting that they just leave that out. I mean, you and me, okay, I, I don't agree with police brutality in any circumstance, okay? So we talked about Russia, we talked about Myanmar, we talked about America, Colombia, Peru, all these fucking places where there's been police brutality, and then they just choose to uh, be on the side of protest for Cuba. Yeah, yep, that's, that's how it works. It. That's, how, that's how it always works, but, but yeah, uh, before, we, before we wrap up this, this Cuba thing, because we've been talking about it for a while... I just want to point out that, yeah, the United States has do, been doing this horrible embargo on them for a long-ass time. Oh, I also want to quickly point out that, um, just a very quick point, that, you know, if Canada was receiving the same uh, embargo, trade embargo, that Cuba was, uh, Canada's economy would fail too. We would fare, fail miserably because we're an export and import economy. So uh, that's just something I wanted to point out, like, you know. But, yeah. um, but so getting back to what I was saying, yeah, the United States is historically... Um, fucked over Cuba way harder than just the embargo, right? If you want to go back to the 60s, um, the United States was trying to invade with uh, John F. Kennedy. They were going to invade Cuba with the Bay of Pigs invasion in uh, 61 or 62. And they had Cuban exiles that they trained in Miami and they launched an invasion uh, of <clears throat> what they referred to as the Bay of Pigs. And it was a colossal failure. Um, Yes. Yeah. It was a colossal failure. And then it was going to, what was going to happen was after that giant failure, the CIA was really pissed off. They were going to do a full, actual full invasion. And that's when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened because they were going to do it in October, the full invasion. Uh, mm -hmm. And the Soviets kind of knew that they were going to do that. Uh, so they sent the missiles over and then everybody freaked out. It's like, bro, you were fucking gonna that was cap them. Right there. Yeah, that was America being the yeah. aggressor. Uh, and then since then, they, they continue to train Cuban exiles in Florida and letting them use bases for Miami, conduct strikes on quote-unquote soft targets in Cuba. Soft targets meaning non-military, civilian targets. And in one instance, they blew up a, a whole, they leveled a whole factory which ended up killing 400 workers. So they were literally supporting terrorism against uh, the Cuban nation, the civilians there. Um, well, yeah, America is the number one terrorist state in the world. Right. And that's just a, a, a one that's of the just what they historical are. examples, right? But yeah, anyways, um, 
Yeah, we're gonna continue on with some more of the stories. Actually, that that's uh, that's an interesting. I've been uh, I've been kind of following what's been happening with the recent um, uh, Haitian uh, assassination, president assassination. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I've been following it a little bit more, and um, because last time I I read about it like basically three hours before the podcast, and I had really no information because there was none. It happened like a day prior, right, uh, to the recording of that, right. Mm -hmm. So now they um. They like seized a bunch of uh, a bunch of the weapons that uh, they had. They um, figured out it was mercenaries that were hired. Mm -hmm. Basically, as we uh, as we uh, thought, I also doubt that it was CIA involvement in that one. Yeah, it turns out that that the dude was like very very corrupt. The guy who was taken out. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. Was the dude was uh, very corrupt. He was. When I read about him, he was, uh, it said he was like center right, kind of. Um, yeah, he was center right. He was fighting for a couple left wing things that, that would just help the economy along, um, because of course everybody's economy is in the shitter right now. And so, but what this guy did was uh, he got elected and then he basically said uh, he got elected from uh, in an election that was deemed basically fraudulent by everybody everybody thought it was fraudulent the electoral system there i think only 20 to like 21 percent of people um actually participated in it because no one thinks that it's a legit election right? yeah and then this guy he's just like yeah we're just not going to have an election this year because of covid so i'm just going to be president for like um indefinitely yeah he, he, were not he was past it. his term limits right yeah so i thought that was that was cool so he did that, and then he got uh, assassinated. Usually how the U.S. assassinates and topples uh, regimes, uh, they light the match, or they pour gas on it, right? That's usually what happens. There's usually, uh, they either train um, a group of people that already oppose the government system there. Yeah. Like, that already oppose the government, and then they unleash them onto the government, and then, of course, they get toppled. And that's usually how the U.S. does it, or at least that's what the U.S. has been doing for a long time. Right. Also creates, uh, that's also the reason why there's terrorist groups like Al-Qaeda and stuff in the Middle East was because um, the U.S. But, trained, uh, what, what was their name? Uh, the Mujahideen um, during the yeah, Afghanistan. The yeah, right. the Afghanistan invasion. Sorry, the USSR invaded Afghanistan, and then... Um, the Saudis basically told the United States, uh, we want you to support the extremist uh, rebels. And the yeah. CIA did that. The Mujahideen fighters were uh, Sunni extremists, mostly. And the, the United States... The brave soldier, the brave uh, Mujahideen uh, soldiers. That's right. As Rambo III famously said. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the Soviets left in 89. And then all the training and weapons they received from the CIA... Um, stayed with them and they broke up into two groups the taliban and al-qaeda and now there's like 800 different terrorist groups over there and it's all because the u.s trained them and gave them weapons and now they're just using those same weapons and that training and they hate america yeah they played themselves everybody knows what um you want to basically go and that's that's what, I, what i'm getting to is like just that's usually the route that the u.s takes to topple governments like in um uh, South, uh, South America and Africa and uh, what have you, just wherever. That's the, that's the strategy they use. They don't usually just hire international uh, mercenaries to take out a guy. 
Right. That's not how it, that's not how it goes. Right. Um, you want to move on to the next story that we have? Because we're, we're pretty Probably. far in. That's, yeah. that's kind of a standalone story right there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. We, we kind of, we did some good info. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Okay. All right. So next story, brief one. We're going to make it brief. Okay. Like 10 minutes tops. Maybe even less. Hopefully. Maybe a fucking minute. We're not good at that. We're going to speed run this bitch, okay? Tennessee, right? Third world nation, as we all know. And Basically, if if we're being honest. Yes, it is. Worse than North Korea. Mississippi's favorite state, because it prevents Mississippi from being last place among all states. And they're like, oh, at least we have, uh, at least we have Tennessee. Unless you have Tennessee to take the last place spot, right? <laughs> You're just really roasting Tennessee right now. Bro, Tennessee is literally, like, what, what is the capital of Tennessee? What, what in your opinion, so, sorry, what in your opinion is the worst state? Is the worst united state in the United States? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many factors, Derek. You can't just say, I mean, come on. There's so many, but which one? Which one's the most boring or like just just the worst overall, culturally, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, let's look at a fucking map of the United States, my dog. <laughs> you taking out the fucking maps? Bro, I need the fucking map, my dog. Are you kidding me? Let's see all these shitholes. I mean, the whole United States is pretty bad anyways. Um, well, there's some, there's some good places, I will good. say. Like, you could live in Missouri or Kansas. You know what? Fuck Arkansas. Arkansas? Arkansas? Get the fuck out of here. Fair enough. Arkansas? Shithole. answer. What, what, what is Arkansas? They vote Republican all the time. They're, what, what do they have? Like, what is their, what's their... They ca- touch Texas slightly. They're the pants of, um, of Mimmel, the elf. <laughs> the gnome? Yeah, Mimmel the elf that is made up of the... Yeah. yeah. Bro, the fucking capital of Ar- Arkansas is Little Rock. Like, who, who, what, who... Get out of here, okay? Stop it. Just that whole little, like, where all those um, places meet, where you got, like, Missouri, uh, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas. Illinois is that a city. Whole area? What? Illinois is a city. Why did you throw that in there? No, it's a, it's a state. It is a state. What the fuck am I talking about? You see, we shouldn't... I don't know what you're talking about. We shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> we shouldn't be talking but about But you know, that. like, that little area? I think that's the worst place in the states like the right west side of the south uh yeah it's kind of mid it's not midwest um uh it's kind of on the eastern side not the east coast east coast is pretty neat all the way down at least you'll have some like culture down in like georgia florida of course everybody is never bored nobody's ever bored in florida uh the carolinas are always fun virginia and then you got like the new york and shit right and then you got the western coast okay what, what, we, what is this breakdown we're doing right now i thought we we're gonna fucking do tennessee fast no nah, we're, we're going down into uh the best parts of the state stop no all stop right tennessee this. tennessee here we go um <laughs> so tennessee did some stupid shit recently and this is why we're talking about tennessee okay and remember i'm not looking at any notes of this derek so so let's see if okay. this is different okay? okay so tennessee has done two things a one of them <clears throat> For all vaccines, the, the like vaccination, <clears throat> the pro vaccination group or whatever that like administers the vaccines, usually they have an outreach this month for like all vaccine, not just the COVID, but like 
tetanus and smallpox and all the other stuff that kids need to get, right? They were mm-hmm. told by like the governor, or sorry, not the governor specifically, but like the the, the government of the state, uh, no, you're not allowed to do the outreach. So they're not going to push why vaccinations like through like advertising and shit for kids like the safe ones that we've been doing for like the past 60 fucking years like polio they're not going to be pushing that through back through like advertisements and shit bro like kids are going to get polio (laughs) like they'll still they still can get the shot but they're not they're not like pushing it or something like what is what is that like why is that advertising it yeah i think that's what they're doing that's basically what they said so fucking dumb stop it i hate this vaccine talk it's ridiculous it's just so fucking stupid i'm sorry i had i was just talking to a friend the other day um about it and she she got her vaccine but uh she was telling me that her friend didn't she wanted to have like a party since like the uh, covid19 um uh, restrictions lifted a little bit she wanted to have a little get together with her friends because she hasn't uh seen anybody and someone said that they didn't want to come if no one, uh, if someone there wasn't vaccinated, basically. And I'm like, yeah, that's 100%, 100% okay. 100% okay. And then she was talking about you like, oh, you know, do you really have a choice if you're going to um, have your freedoms taken away if you don't make a choice, the right choice, you know? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I, I was I was just like, that's a fucking ridiculous argument. Just the whole anti-vax argument is fucking ridiculous. And it really honestly shouldn't get the light of day. It shouldn't get as much attention as it's getting right now. It's fucking ridiculous. It it's is like ridiculous. The earth is flat. And actually, I got it's this. equivalent to the earth is flat. I got the, I got the specifics of the Tennessee thing. Yeah, they're, they're halting all adolescent vaccine outreach for all diseases. Um, yes. Amid pressure from... Like, you're just state. going to get fucking kids getting polio again. The health department... It's like, oh my god, dude, listen to this. The health department... If the health department must issue any information about vaccines, staff are instructed to strip the agency logo off the documents. So... <laughs> so it won't have the, the health department's logo on the vaccine information. That's just going to fuel more of this bullshit, like, you know, anti-vax shit. So that's so stupid. But um, I know it's so bad. It's why are you giving credence to them? Uh, why they want to give credence Stop clear it. water? That's what they want to do. They want to give credence clear water to. Mm-hmm. Listen, these guys are just going to start selling snake oil. That's next. That's what it's going to come down to. I mean, that's really, yeah. They're going to start selling a uh, sibling aphrodisiac, right? I, I you, don't know. You, not even a laugh from you. Not even a laugh. I I don't understand the joke. Uh, aphrodisiac is something you give to somebody to make them horny. Oh, sibling okay, aphrodisiac. Stop making incest jokes, my guy. What? Okay, bro. All right. Well, this story's not over because basically the head of the health department, Derek's shutting me down. The head of the health department, um, she got fired because she was getting questions about um, what, what would like an example would be like, what if a 14 year old wanted to get vaccinated? Um, she, so she gave a letter response where she cited case studies um, in Tennessee. That stated that uh, a 14-year-old could get vaccinated through their own, um, what the fuck is it called? Um, Like, they give their own consent. Like, the 14-year-old only has to have their own consent in order to get vaccinated if the person administering the vaccines uh, determines them to be mature enough. So, 
Uh, and, th- and then she got fired for that, even though it's the law. So she can't inform people on the law. Yeah. So this is a direct, um, <laughs> this is directly like um, clamping down on free speech. Yeah. And letting people know what, what the what law is. is. Yeah. Is it fucking stupid? You're not even allowed to talk about the law. It's pretty ridiculous. When someone asks you directly. All for like this weird political reason. Like they don't want people to get vaccinated. Like how stupid is that? Like come on. Like why Why don't you want your pol- uh, your population to get vaccinated? That is so fucking dumb. Uh, That's a good question, bro. I wish I had an answer for you. Um, These people there's, are stupid. There's literally no benefit to it. And when the, there's no benefit. The media outlet that I was seeing cover it... Um, news channel five which is like the local news they have for tennessee yeah they requested yeah. a comment from the government and uh they were, of course they declined about the issue they said it was a personnel matter that's all i said even though it's not doesn't make any fucking sense this makes no fucking sense i don't understand anti-vaxxers are on the same level as flat earthers yeah they are i don't see any difference between the two i would agree with that Derek. Do you want to like, move on? I'm not to... going to go argue with an anti-vaxxer either. Like the same way I'm not going to go argue with a fucking flat earther. If you believe the earth is flat, it's like, okay. Yeah, those people How are can I change your mind? I mean, those people are stupid as hell. Yeah, we all you know can't that. change someone's mind. Sorry, what was that? Those people are stupid as hell. We all know that. Right? Yeah. But did you want to talk about... Uh, you can't change their mind, so why would you try? I know. It's tough. Yeah. But like this shit is just giving giving them credit, basically. It's very annoying. Or giving them merit or whatever. I, what's the right word to use there? Uh, giving them credence? Credence? I don't know. I'm not in I your mind. Know. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> sort of. Perhaps I do. Maybe I don't. Who knows? You're validating... Uh, their point of view. Yes, that's right. Validation. Did you want to um? Did you want to talk about uh a story we missed last time? We want to move on. Bill Cosby. We can mention it. Yeah. So as we all know, there's the whole thing about free Britney. Well, the universe said no. Uh, best we can do is free Bill Cosby. So Bill Cosby out here, <laughs> drugging women and eating pudding pops. <laughs> Listen. Eating pudding pops. He's out here. And uh, he was released on technicality. Yeah, basically. Which is... All charges. I kind of understand. I understand the legality of his release. That being said, Bill Cosby should 100% be in jail for all the crimes he's done. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he should be in jail for all the crimes he has done. He has raped, drugged and raped many women and he should honestly be in jail for the rest of his life he should be that scumbag like you Until can't just dies. be a serial rapist like so he's one of up. the worst he's the worst of the worst he's up there with harvey so you want to know like let's just say what the technicality was that he was let off on okay yeah yeah so he received uh, received a vacated conviction okay so that's when the P- pennsylvania supreme court now i have to read this okay they overturned cosby's convictions mm-hmm. now why did they do that it's because basically an earlier case that was brought against him, I think, I don't know when it was. Was it like two years ago or five years ago? Something like that. Um, oh, no, it was 2005. 2005. There you go. Quite a, while, sure. quite a long time ago. Bruce Castor, there's a yeah. district attorney, and he made a promise, like a deal with Cosby, basically a deal that was unwritten that said that if he... If he admitted to it. If he admitted to what he had uh, done... He wouldn't prosecute him. That he wouldn't be prosecuted for it, basically. Uh, if he had admitted to like drugging and raping these women and then he wouldn't be prosecuted. And so he gave that statement. And then what happened was the 
um, the prosecutors were using that statement that was not supposed to be used, that he was promised he would, wouldn't be used against him. They were using that statement in their uh, suit against him. And you can't do that. And so the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned all of his convi- all of them. Which is how it works. Legally, that's how it works. Yep. And unfortunately, I don't know a better way to do it. Because he was basically, well, he, first of all, he shouldn't have been given that option. He shouldn't have been like, hey, if you admit to this, we just like, we'll look the other way and not care. You know, that shouldn't have happened. But like, he was made a promise made a deal basically um he he incriminated himself which he has the right not to self-incriminate that's a basic human right and they infringed that right and because they infringed that right the and they used it for evidence the whole case is thrown out that's how it worked yep that's what happened they infringed on bill cosby's uh human rights and as a result he was freed that is on the prosecution. Right. Yep. So he was released on procedural issue that is irrelevant to the facts of the crime. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this would discourage uh, victims of sexual assault from coming out because this dude lit- like, how is it that all of them, like all of the cases that are against him, the 50 or so women and they're being fucking dropped all of them over one technicality, like they were all bundled one together. Technicality. And I understand okay yes yes they for the sake of like other smaller people yes they need to abide by those agreements right even though it was unwritten i i understand even though it was unwritten right why the decision was made basically but it's i think the harm to society because i listened to a podcast they're literally they talked about i'm sure you did as well the one with crystal and kyle yeah they talked about and how crystal was like on the side of we have to uphold this whole thing of having you know, the testimony was tainted and therefore he should get off. Um, and then Kyle was more on the side of what about jury? Oh, yeah. When the, when the jury can basically overturn the decision, they say this guy's so fucked up that he can't be let out in, um, in society anymore. Right. Yeah. Jury nullification. It's yeah. It's when the oh, basically yeah, jury yeah. nullification. That's what so it's called. there's also potentially judge nullification. Um, that Kyle was saying, mm-hmm. basically, if you don't know, jury nullification is when the jury in a crime says that, yeah, the person was guilty, but we're going to acquit them of the crime anyways. Anyways, so that's basically a jury nullification. Now, I, I guess they can do that to put someone back in jail, but like he, he should not be out in, in the wild doing Bill Cosby things that boop, dip, bap, dip, wap, dip, whoop. You know, he shouldn't be out doing that because when he was out doing that, who was putting that little Spanish fly in people's drinks, drugging them, and then sticking his dick in them. This Puddin' Pops ass, yeah, he's out now. Now, it, it could have been possible for the judge to say, hey, the societal damage caused by Bill Cosby going free is worse than this little uh, agreement issue being uh, brushed over. They could have done that. Yeah, but also, like, the prosecutor, the original one, that made the decision to uh, make that deal. Yeah. You know? Hey, admit to what you've done, and but we won't prosecute you if um if you. Do. And actually, I think they did that for a civil case. It wasn't even uh it wasn't even a criminal case. Hmm. It's interesting. But yeah, so that that original guy fucked up. 
this guy ever going to jail for this? Basically is what happened. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. He fucked it all up. He's the guy to blame. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, no, well, that was... It's, it's disgusting. It's just disgusting. This guy deserves to be in a cell for yeah. the rest of his life. Uh, hopefully, Which there's some, long, some other, like, thing they can get him on somehow. Hold out hope for something to happen, but, but you know. I'll get him on tax evasion. That's usually how they do it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I guess the, the story we're going to cover, this might be... Um, this could be our last story, actually. Uh, the CPAC one? Well, no, I'm talking about the conservatives. Oh, Hydro. right, right. So if you live in Manitoba, this is pertinent to you. If you don't, I mean, shit. Skip. You know. Skip to the end. Too bad. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about CPAC. Maybe not, apparently. The what? Who? Not apparently? What? CPAC. Nick Fuentes? Okay, well, we might do that. We might cover that, but we're an hour or so in. Oh, yeah. We're like an hour and seven minutes in, so, I mean, we'll see. So I think the CPAC story is a good story, though. Okay, all right, fuck, we'll do that too then, Jesus Christ. Or at least it'll be fun, it'll be fun. Okay. Watch that video and go over all that Nazi shit. Okay, well, we'll do this quick then, we'll do the fucking government one quick, okay? Okay. All right, so basically, we have a thing called Manitoba Hydro, for those unfamiliar with it, okay? Manitoba Hydro is our electrical company, okay? They, They run the water, and they run the electricity, and it's publicly owned by the provincial government, got it? There's a thing called the Public Utilities Board, okay? And basically, they're an independent group that when the government, the progressive conservatives who are in power, when they try and, or any government for that matter, tries to raise the rate of hydro, uh, the Public Utilities Board reviews the, the suggested rate increase, and they determine if that was necessary um, for Manitoba Hydro to meet its financial obligations, right? They determine if, if the rate increase is egregious or if it's, it was good. So, like, for example, um, actually, no, I won't do that example yet, but I'm just going to say this. Yeah, so that's what the Public Utilities Board does, okay? The Progressive Conservatives are pass, passed legislation that allows them to go around the Public Utilities Board and raise hydro rates to whatever the fuck they want now. And so, basically... Uh, as effective of October 1st, they are going to raise the rate of hydro 3.5%. And in December of 2020, they raised it 2.9% as well. So that's a total of 6.4% increase in electricity in a 10-month span during a serious economic crisis. And yep. like they're going around the Public Utilities Board, which is independent and is only doing, you know, only reviews things for the best of the citizens. So yeah, well, that's what conservatives do, right? You know, because they don't give a fuck. And also, they try to trick. They try to trick the population rather than um, do things for the population, right? And and that means that we will never know if this rate increase was actually required in the first place. So we're not going to know if we're overpaying for electricity, which is likely the case because there's a history. The progressive conservatives were in power have a history of doing this in 2018 um they went to the public utilities board and they requested a 7.9 percent increase uh in price of electricity but the public utilities board refused that and only allowed a 3.6 percent increase so that's less than half of what the conservatives wanted to raise it to because it was uh too egregious like it was it was unnecessary they're just going to try and price gouge uh, Manitobans and so 
this latest increase definitely is going to price gouge Man- Manitobans. I, I yeah. don't know, man. It's I fucking hate it. Like, uh, we were talking about this earlier before the podcast. I'm just like, the conservatives are basically trying to raise money because they own Hydro, right? Yeah. Brown Corporation. That's how it works. They own Hydro. So they're trying to say, hey, look, over here, your taxes, they're going down. Can't you see that those taxes over there are going down? While this is going up over here, but that's yeah. hydros. That's hydro doing that. That's not us. That's hydro. That's their right. Well, that's their master plan. Really, what happened was, if you don't know the yeah. the general the brief politics, basically the conservatives were elected in what 2016, 2019? Okay, so they won in twenty sixteen the provincial election, and then they won again in twenty nineteen. Right. Okay, so they have to have another one before twenty twenty three. That's right. That's right. Um, so what happened was they lowered our provincial tax rate by 1%. I think it was 8%, right? Mm-hmm. Provincial tax rate. And they lowered it to 7%. And that was, um, cause the previous NDP government promised they wouldn't raise the provincial tax rate. And then they did. And that pissed everyone off. And so the conservatives easy messaging, all they have to say is we're going to lower that tax rate. And lo and behold, that's what they do. Um, so they got them themselves easy brownie points. Well, uh, to make up for that loss in revenue, um, especially during a pandemic when they need the money, they were, you know, they're conservative. So they cut medical expenses and all that stuff. And then lo and behold, a pandemic happens. And then they turns out they needed all those. Um, you yeah, know, they ER Pikachu rooms. face and is like, oh, no, look, we cut everything that we need to survive this thing. So what's the worst that could happen? Oh, pandemic. Right. Oof. Bunch rough. of morons there. Um, and this is another thing. They're trying to look for money in Manitoba Hydro. At the same time, this fits their other, their other goal, which is to, you know, they're conservatives. They believe in private ownership. Uh, and they think that that is more efficient and better at um, organizing or running uh, an organization. An economy. Yeah. So they basically or, want to privatize most things and um hydro is one of the things that they want privatized right now we can uh uh how how are they going about privatizing it so i mean there's there was a recommendation from a bunch of these mega projects there's a review of these mega projects by a company that actually is supports the conservatives and they gave a bunch of recommendations involving selling off like um other branches of manitoba hydro like um outreach for like doing the international projects and stuff like that and basically mm-hmm. they're quote-unquote trimming the fat and selling off and privatizing tiny areas of hydro they're basically testing the waters that's what they're going to yeah, do so they're they're starting the privatization uh, meanwhile meanwhile have to privatization right meanwhile they're raising the rates of hydro more than is necessary basically to piss people off to make people have a negative uh, opinion of manitoba hydro so that way when they do try and do the big privatization um it's more politically viable for them right people are uh, have a worse opinion of them so they can get away with it easier that's what they want to do so yeah basically it's, it's pretty much the same thing they did with uh mts right back in the, back 90s. In the 90s back in the 90s right we used to have a telecommunications company that was um, publicly owned and then they fucking sold it off the conservatives did and that was the stupidest yeah, thing they ever Bell. did <laughs> that was the stupidest thing that 
they did. Um, We've talked about that multiple times on the podcast before. It's ridiculous. So these are scum. These people are scum. Right now in the polls, the NDP are 20 points up, and I hope to God they can hold that lead. I hope to God. I want them to... They have to somehow force an election. I don't think you can do that. Or us as a population have to force an election. That's not in our power. We don't have that power. It is not, but I wonder how much protesting it would take um they were willing to ban protesting my dog no i i I understand that i don't think that will legally be allowed but uh yes but i'm just saying they don't give a damn they need i don't know they need conservatives to vote to force an election and the only time they will do that is if they are afraid of their lives or afraid of losing their seat that's the only time they'll do it. And because if they vote to force an election, technically the progressive conservative top brass could kick those people out who voted, who were conservatives, who voted to force an election. They could kick them out. So that would cause them to lose their seat. Um, but then, then you have to look at the population's opinion, though, in their area. Which one is more of a threat? And you have to tip the scale to more, where the population is more of a threat. So, you know, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. Because two more years, man, they could do it in two years. I mean, bro, most of these people are like fucking in the south, are in the rural areas. There's no way in hell that you're gonna get those people to like be pissed off. No, those are the conservatives, but like everybody else, like yeah, but we have to have the conservatives to vote to force the election because there's they have a majority. True, true. They have a majority right there. So that's the only way. And they will not cave in those areas. So I think the next uh, election is October 2023. Yeah, most likely. Which is like so fucking far away, man. And yes, we're going to hope, we're going to hope that everybody remembers what happened. Well, we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah, 2023, fuck, October 3rd. Jesus Christ. It's getting pretty late anyway, so I think we should probably finish up. You cool with that? All right, that was Canadian Perspective. Yeah, guys, so that was, that was all the stories we had. Uh, remember to download and, and um, share with your friends. What do I say? Follow us? Oh, yeah. yeah. Follow us, download, share with your friends, whatever. And sick. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed right, this episode. Bye. Yeah, that was Canadian's Perspective. Signing off. <laughs>